Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Dr. Peter Lin. He is the co-author of Not a Partnership. It's a great manual for uh, marriage. It's great for newlyweds, people who have been married for a long time, anyone, anyone who wants to just freshen up their marriage. It's terrific. It implements a lot of positive psychology and Torah. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We talk about misconceptions, how social media is affecting marriage, how Hollywood has affected marriage, why he believes a lot of marriages fail, why do we have a lot of singles right now, and just why it's called not a partnership. So I hope you guys enjoy. Dr. Peter Lin. Um, I am the co-author of a book called Not a Partnership, um, which really speaks about the instruction manual of how a person can really have a marriage that flourishes and um, everything that you want a marriage to be can actually be a reality if you just learn how to do it properly. And our book really, as we like to see it, is a PDF manual of how to get your marriage to that ideal state. Love that. So how did you end up in your field? Um, I actually, it's actually quite funny. I, I never had a desire to write a book on marriage. That was never a goal of mine or a dream of mine or anything. Um, and what happened is I, I've been working with young professionals over the past 17 years with my co-author and really um, people who are were who were and are successful in their lives, but really felt like they wanted to take time away to invest more into understanding their Jewish background and really focus on how to get the life that they want and make sure things are up and running properly in mm-hmm. all the places outside of their professional life. And one of the areas that we focus on a lot is making sure that people can have the ideal relationship that they want. And what we saw was a fascinating thing that we saw that these there were so many people out there that when you ask them about the professional life, they have a very clear plan of how to make it great, how to succeed, how to mm-hmm. work through obstacles, everything. And when you ask them about like, okay, so what's the number one priority in your life? They would say, my marriage, and my family. Mm-hmm. And when you ask them, did you have a clear plan of how to make that happen? The answer was no. And what we saw is that we just started spending so much time with these students, basically teaching them the kind of instruction manual of how to have a great marriage. And finally, that got to a place where we put it into book form. Love that. That's great. Do you think a lot of marriages fail because a lot of people put expectations on them? Listen, I think that there's a huge gap mm-hmm. there. The expectations are monstrous. Yeah. You know, we have an expectation of not only <laughs> there, there are two massive expectations we have. Number one, that, you know, we have to have the perfect relationship. Right. And number two, it will automatically develop into that if it's the right person. And um, that's a huge problem. And so that is on one end of, you know, the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum is when you ask people, okay, how do you get a great marriage? How do you build a great marriage? You know, a lot of times you see a lot of shoulder shrugging. So it's amazing that on one hand, we have this, you know, ultimate goal in our life that we want to accomplish. 
On the other hand, when you ask people actually how to get there, it's a lot of guessing when it doesn't need to be that way. Hmm. So it's a foolproof plan, this book. <laughs> <laughs> like, but what do you think it's the, is the biggest misconception of marriage that you've heard um, from people? The biggest misconception I find of marriage is that great marriages just happen. Meaning mm. if you meet that right person, it's going to be epic. Right. And listen, we grew up in the world of, you know, we grew up in the world of Hollywood, social media, and, you know, you, you, any movie you watch, any romance movie you watch, you know, the couple, you know, the, the movie ends, the couple is together. And the reality is, is that's the exact opposite of how great marriages happen. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that great marriages are built. They don't just happen. And when people put the time and effort into, make, into making their marriage amazing, that's when things actually really come together. And what happens a lot of times is people say, you know, if I have this, if I meet the ideal person, it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be flawless. And then once there's a small flaw, they say, oh, guess it wasn't the right one. Yeah. And therefore, let's I'm out. think about other <laughs> options. And, that, and, that's, and, and, and that's a pattern, unfortunately, that is a, a pattern of a lot of destruction. Yes, I agree. I agree. So the title, not a partnership, what does that mean? I feel like we've all been raised to think marriage is a partnership. So the, the title is actually quite interesting. We wanted to have a title to, you know, really grab people. Mm -hmm. And um, job. it just, so it got people, right? So it worked. <laughs> if the book's not good, at least the title is good. <laughs> but um, the, the title is actually quite fascinating. And, um, you know, just a, a disclaimer, obviously, if marriage is done properly, it's the mm -hmm. ultimate partnership. But yeah. we actually did a lot of research on business partnerships. And okay. most business partnerships fail. Why? Because the way they function is like this. Let's, let's say you and I are in a business together, okay? Mm -hmm. We open up business X. So what ends up happening is you got the things that you're supposed to do and I have the things I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And what happens here pretty soon to the picture is like you're you start looking over your shoulders saying, you know, is my partner really carrying their weight? Are they doing X, Y, Z? You know, could I be more successful without them? And what happens is it gets into a real world of tit for tat, of mm -hmm. frustration, of comparison. And therefore, <laughs> the, the relationship falls apart. And if people look at their marriage in the same way, well, of course, it's going to end very fast. And the way we actually define what a marriage is, is the marriage is set totally different than that relationship I just described. A marriage mm -hmm. is a situation where I get married. I look at my spouse as my job in life. My life mission is I'm going to invest time, energy, and all of my effort to give my spouse the life that he or she dreams of, mm -hmm. to make sure that my spouse has all the well-being that he or she needs. And that is my life mission. And that's what I'm doing through thick and thin. So in my, let's say in my own personal life, if I look at my wife that way, mm -hmm. as that's my mission statement. And she looks at me the same way. At that point, now you have the definition of what a marriage is. Uh, okay, I see. So that's where, that, that's really where the title comes from. <laughs> I like it. It's very, it's grabbing. So you mentioned that, the Torah and like positive psychology kind of influenced and shaped the book. How so? Mm -hmm. 
So it, it's a fascinating thing. Um, my background is really in both of these subjects. Mm -hmm. And um, it really first started by my immersion in Judaism, my immersion in Torah. And the way I got to positive psychology is I saw that there was a field of psychology that was basically, you know, running parallel and saying so many similar ideas to how the Torah says life should look like. Mm. Um, and when it comes to when it comes to marriage, I found that these two areas line up perfectly. What happens is the Jewish part gives the deeper fundamental concepts. And the positive psychology part gives a lot of great practical advice. And if you look at the book, the book is really set up where the first part of it is more theoretical. And that's really all based on Judaism. And the second part is all practical. And that's really all based on positive psychology. Um, but I really feel that these two areas allow us to give a person a clear instruction manual of really, you know, how a marriage should be built and how you can get your marriage to the next stage in life. And the awesome part about I find that about the book that I'm, that you know we were very excited by is the book is written for all races and religions. It's not just yeah. a Jewish book. It's really written for anyone. Anyone who's interested in a loving and thriving marriage, this book is 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 dealing with that. So really, you know, Judaism and positive psychology are there as a platform to educate everyone, anyone. Mm. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Uh, so what are these three changes that you talk about that help define a marriage and why are they necessary? So um, I guess like, like what we were speaking about, that um, we find that there are certain fundamental paradigm shifts that a person mm -hmm. has to have for their marriage to thrive. And, and these are paradigm shifts that people should have even before they go into marriage. Okay. Um, so there's three kind of fundamental paradigm shifts. And a lot of times people get these wrong. And if you get these right, they just set up the whole framework of a marriage. So I'll run through them quite briefly. Yes. Number one is you have to define what a marriage is, which I mm -hmm. just did, which is, yes. you know, how I described of how I have to see my wife and how she sees me. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, most people don't look at that. They look at it a lot like a partnership and the standard idea of what a partnership is. And that's a huge issue. Number two is also like we've spoken about is great marriages don't just happen. They need to be built. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reality is everything in life gets stale. Yep. You know, everything. There's not one thing that you're going to experience just gets better and better. You know, my, you know, as soon as you, the world of technology, mm. clothing, anything fades. Okay. After a certain point. There's an initial kind of high. There's an initial kind of, you know, feeling of bliss. But at some point, things begin to lose that edge. And really, you know, if we go back to the movie kind of analogy, like when mm -hmm. the curtain kind of comes down, obviously we don't have curtains anymore, but like, you know, when the movie ends, that's really when the relationship begins. Like, of course, okay. they're on a high. Of course, there's romance. Of course, there's going to be amazing energy. But okay, now, three months later, when you're waking up next to each other, and now you are committed forever to be each other's partner. So at that point is where, okay, now we got to start working. In order Real to life. Make amazing. And, and so we always say that great marriages are built. Mm -hmm. And 
people have to get that clear. And when you, when you go into it that way, that I'm going to make this marriage amazing. Obviously, the raw material has to be there to be the right partner. But when you realize that this marriage isn't going to be great by just things happening by themselves, right? that's a different story. And the third thing is, um, there's a famous question. And the question is, do you love someone then you give to them? Or do you give to someone that actually creates love? And mm. what we speak about is that the idea that if a person wants love to happen, love happens via the world of giving. Yeah. And the way you yeah, love someone is the more you give to them, the more you invest in them, that allows love to grow. And that is, in, you know, if you, if you have to pick the one word as far as the instruction manual of how to make your marriage flourish, it's via the world of giving. And unfortunately, what happens is that a lot of people go into relationships with the mindset of taking. And once we get into the world of, you know, seeing what's being done for me, so things aren't going to last so long. Right. Totally agree. So I, I feel like we have like a shortage of marriages and we have a lot of singles right now. So do you think if they remembered those three uh, big rules that, it would help them in dating. What are they doing wrong in your opinion? So I, I think like this is that you're right. It's a big problem. Listen, yes. let's be very clear. If you're in, if you're in Vegas, okay, mm-hmm. you take a weekend trip to Vegas and you see a couple walking down the aisle at the Elvis Chapel, you know, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're gambling, you want to bet divorce because that's the chance. The chances are this isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's a crazy reality. Yeah. Okay. It's a very sad reality as well. Okay, because here's the fascinating thing. No one stands at their wedding. I don't mm-hmm. care what race or religion you are. And they say, well, I hope this works out. Yeah. Or it's okay if it lasts for a couple of months. Oh, my gosh. Everyone, everyone stands there with the, with the idea of bliss and eternity. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a sad thing that this doesn't work out. Right. So I will tell you like this. I think that one of the biggest problems and this is where I really spend a lot of my time, is in the world of marriage education. I think that what happens is people don't go into things with the right understanding, with the right tool set. Mm -hmm. And if people had more clarity, if they had more education as far as what is a marriage, how do I make it great, what are the pitfalls, how to do X, Y, and Z, I think the world of marriages would look very different. Now, I'm not saying people don't have deeper issues to work on that, therefore, they just manifest in a marriage. Of course, that happens. But if they added marriage education into their life, it would change things drastically, both while they're dating and once they are married. That's why we have color classes and room classes. Yeah, 100%. And even even before that point, even when people are are dating and trying to trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what should I be looking for? And, and what's a healthy situation and all these things. I just find that, you know, it's, it's the most important area of our life. And when, if we look at so many things, we're so educated. You know, if I look at my professional life, as far as, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff, you know, degrees I've gotten in the world of psychology, I I spent so many millions and trillions of hours and money. Right. Yeah. But if you ask me what's the most important area of my life, I'm going to tell you, is to be a great husband. Yeah. And a great so the question husband. becomes like, what have I done to invest in that? Mm-hmm. Have I read books? Have I gone to seminars? Have I, you know, 
Do I have a marriage coach? Do I have, who knows what, like where the, where, where am I putting the, the time, effort and energy into that part of my life as far as doing everything I can to make it amazing? Love that. Yes. I, I mean, I can't continue this conversation without mentioning social media and what are your thoughts on social media and how it's not really helping people and how it could help people. How can we use social media to help us in dating and marriage? Um, listen, I, I think <laughs> that, you know, I, I'll take this. Where social media can be amazing yeah. is is that there are so many resources available on social media to help you get better at dating and get better at marriage. Mm-hmm. There's no... There's no excuse not to be able to get educated when it comes to this. You know, I look at my, you know, on Instagram, I'm connected with a lot of people who are involved in the same area of marriage, mm-hmm. education, you know, marriage coaching, you know, et cetera. And the amount of, you know, you, you scroll through for a couple of minutes and all of a sudden you're being hit with, hey, get this seminar, get yeah. this coach, you know, free class, like, whoa. So I think in the amazing world, that's where it's awesome. Yes, okay. I Especially agree. if we're talking about this topic. Yes. Where it is difficult and where it creates a lot of problems um, is something called the world of social comparison theory. Mm-hmm. And what's the problem is that you scroll through Instagram, you know, you look through, you know, your feed there, and you're really being shown the best of the best of people's lives. And what that does, it makes it very difficult for us to engage with what's in front of us. And, you know, like I said to you, things become old, things lose their freshness, things take work. So if I'm seeing now, you know, people who look totally together, who have great energy that are on this trip in Mexico, that are doing X, Y, and Z, that are smiling from ear to ear, that look really great, that makes it very difficult for me to engage in what's in front of me. Very true. And that's probably, in my mind, the biggest problem that comes out of the world of social media more than anything else. And, and this is, doesn't just apply to marriage. It applies to no matter what you're doing in life. But, but especially in the world of marriages, this is where I've seen something where I think it's created a lot of unfortunate issues. Yeah, I would just people just need to educate themselves on social media and things would get better, I'm sure. I totally agree. So did you uh, go through the four pillars of giving? Did you like briefly mention them as well? What are the four pillars of giving? So I'll take this. So what we did is like the second part of the book mm-hmm. is about, okay, once I'm telling you that all love is built by a giving. Yes. So what we did is, okay, very nice giving. It's a nice abstract word. What does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. And then what we did was we broke it down into four different pathways, four different pillars of how giving can happen. And there, and there, and these are all different ways that we encourage couples to really bring into their life. And the, and we give a lot of very practical examples. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, I'll, I'll go briefly go through what the four are. Yes. Okay. So the first one is to keep it fresh, mm. and that means couples making an effort to keep their marriages young, to keep their marriages vibrant, to keep their marriages energetic. And there's lots of things that can be done. You know, one of the things we speak about in that section is, you know, let's say the, uh, you know, 
probably one of the, the most difficult things that marriages go through is the inability to have a vacation because it mm -hmm. takes a lot of time, effort, energy, money, who knows? Yeah. And one of the things to speak about is the world of a mini vacation. What's a mini vacation? A mini vacation is all of a sudden you take a couple and let's say they, you know, you're in New York. So they both work in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after work, what do they do? They meet in the city for, you know, for dinner at seven o'clock. They stay somewhere overnight in the city. Mm -hmm. And the next morning they go to work. Okay. And it's basically about, you know, a 10 to 12 hour kind of vacation. But an investment in each other in that kind of way can cause such a deep emotional connection between, you know, in the marriage that is awesome. And actually, if you look at a lot of the research, a lot of the research says that when a person has more vacations that are smaller, you're going to actually gain more benefits than if you just have one longer vacation. Oh, that's great. And that's a way of how to really keep your marriage fresh and keep your marriage healthy. So that's just one example. The second um, kind of pillar we go into is the world of gratitude and people really bringing gratitude into their life in a very strong manner. And what happens a lot of times is that we are amazing at having gratitude to the outside world. You know, like let's say you go to Starbucks. Okay. And mm -hmm. as you're, as you're, you know, you spend $10 on a Frappuccino and now you're walking out and all of a sudden, you know, someone says to you, you know, excuse me, you know, you forgot your credit card. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, like, you so can't silly. believe it. You're so, you're so, you're so grateful to that person, right? Mm -hmm. Best person in the world. You take a selfie, you send them a <laughs> card. It's like, you tell everyone about it, you know, over the weekend, like, it's like amazing. Right. And, and what happens like this. So with a person like that, our, our world of feeling and expressing gratitude is awesome. When it comes to the people in our life that matter the most, a lot of times it's not there. If I look at my own marriage, you know, what happens is I have expectations. Now, when my wife goes way beyond those expectations, so she receives a lot of gratitude. And it's real because I feel it and I tell her. But when she goes one little ounce below those expectations, I'm a frustrated husband. Yeah. And the world of gratitude is just, if you check, especially in the field of positive psychology, it is one of the greatest ways of how to bring well-being into your relationship. And there's no better place that needs it and deserves it like your marriage. Um, the third thing, the third pillar is really about the world of showing respect. Mm, and it is just probably one of the most fundamental ideas. And, you know, People often ask, like, how do you tell if you're showing respect or not to your spouse? And probably the best litmus test out there is, you know, see what you were like when you were dating. Hmm. You know, when I was dating, I really made an effort for my wife. I opened the door for her. I spoke to her in a certain tone of voice. I always made sure things were cleaned up. Like, I, you know, so are you still carrying yourself to that? You know, are you still holding yourself to that standard now that you've been married for five years? And... That's a real way to, to kind of test, you know, where the respect levels are. And, you know, it's fascinating. If you look at the research out there, if you ask people what's the most important thing that a marriage has to have in order for it to thrive, it's the idea of respect. Oh, yeah. Totally believe that. And the fourth pillar of giving um, is, is actually quite an interesting thing. 
and it's kind of giving in a very indirect manner. And what we speak about is like this, is that one of the ways for me to give to my spouse is by me thinking about what are my own personal issues I'm bringing to the relationship and how can I take responsibility for those things? And a lot of times what happens, you know, when I'm involved with couples, you know, a lot of it is, you know, one, you know, one person pointing at the other person, Mm. you know, and what I find is one of the most powerful things is, let's say, for example, let's say I have an anger issue. Okay. Okay. So probably what you'll see is that that anger issue comes alive at work, comes alive with my family, comes alive in, you know, community things. And I'm sure it especially comes alive in my marriage. And one of the greatest ways I can give to my spouse is if I say to myself, you know what, I'm going to work on my anger issue. Forget anything my, my spouse is doing. Forget mm-hmm. what has to be changed in the marriage. I'm just going to take responsibility for myself. And what I do is I listen to podcasts. I go to therapy. I get a coach. I go to seminars. I read books. Mm-hmm. I go full throttle working on my marriage. I work on my anger issue. And what I'll probably see very fast is that all of a sudden, you know, that anger issue will change a lot in my life. All the other places in my life where the anger issue comes alive, things will actually get better in those places because the anger issue is no longer as pronounced. Mm-hmm. And the place that will thrive the most is my own personal marriage. And these are what we call, again, the four pillars of giving, and they're all different avenues of how people can proactively give to their marriage. And again, the more you give to your marriage, the more you invest in your marriage, the more that actually creates a real relationship of love. So would you say those are like the best tips for newly engaged people or newlyweds going into marriage? I I think like this, I think that, you know, the, the, the number one tip is the world of giving. Mm-hmm. What we tried to lay out is practical ways of how to give. If you can find other ways, beautiful, find those ways. But at the at the core of it has to be, this is an action where I'm giving to my spouse. If that is the main kind of theme that you have running through your relationship, you'll get to where you want to get to. That is, love it. I think it's so, so many just great tips for everybody. So where can everyone find your book? Do you do sessions? So what do you mean? What kind of sessions? Like one-on-one? Do you do Zoom calls? So like I, couples therapy? Okay. So I do. So like this. In order to buy the book, the best place to go is go into Amazon. Mm-hmm. Not a partnership. You'll find it right there. You can find us on Instagram called Not a Partnership. And yes, marriage coaching. We also do. Um, and people can get information, you know, via you can get that from us via our website via social media uh that all the information is available great thank you so much dr peter i had a great time talking to you okay thank you so much and best of luck with everything thank you you too okay take care care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.
Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten.com slash r slash Davina 141. Happy shopping and make some money.